0: This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit org.
1: Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam. I'm your host, and help taking our leadership to the next level is Richard Blackaby. I'll do what I can, Sam. Well, we appreciate what you do, Richard. I keep working at it, Yeah, hoping, yeah. praying, <laughs> trying. <laughs> um. Well, uh, this week we are going to answer another listener question. Yeah. And uh, again, we, we do appreciate those people that listen to the podcast and yeah.
0: give us some great questions.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're happy to answer them and, and we'll do our best. And uh, we, we did this a, a few weeks ago. And uh, just a reminder to those listening, you can submit questions uh, to the email podcast at blackaby.org. And, uh, again, we look forward to answering as many of those as we can, but this one comes from Brayden and, uh, he asks, what is the, how can I discern the difference between my own desires and God's call on my life? And so really just, you know, uh, dif, dif, divine, what, what <laughs> am I looking for here? Um,
0: yeah. I, well, it's a great question in that uh, Brayden is, is basically asking. Uh, there's things I really would desire and that uh, really get me excited, but how do I know that that's God? Maybe sometimes we just attribute to God our own selfish desires. Right. It's like, I really feel like God wants me to be rich. I, I really feel like God wants yeah. me to be the CEO, uh, or I, I really think God wants you to marry me. And uh, that's, yeah. that's in my heart. And so it must be from God. And uh,
1: well, you know, all our life we're told by Disney that we just follow our heart, yeah. And wh- what's wrong with yeah, that? Listen to your heart.
0: Uh, the, the problem is that Jeremiah says our heart is desperately wicked and evil yeah. and deceitful above all <laughs> others and uh, e- easy to, to lead us astray, and so uh, and of course, we've known classic examples of people that attributed to God their own selfishness and sure. their own sinful lust. Uh, and so a great question to say, well, but if I, for instance, I what I found is um, God does wire us a certain way and God does gift us uniquely. And so if, for instance, if someone is, uh, loves to fix things, maybe they're just very mechanically inclined. Yeah. Uh, and they can look at something that's broken down into pieces and immediately see how to put it back together, how to fix it. Uh, they just listen to a car, uh, idling in the driveway and they already can discern something's not right. And and there are people that are truly just gifted that way. Mm-hmm. Well, then their obvious, um, conclusion is, well, if God wired me to be so good at mechanics, he must want me to be a mechanic. Uh, or people that are musicians and they're just gifted with a great voice. Uh, well, obviously God wants me to be involved somehow in music, maybe a lead a worship team or be a worship leader. Um, and of course that's not necessarily bad thinking to mm-hmm. assume that if God has put something in your life, um, he must want you to use it. Uh, and the same, same way. I think that can also be, uh, similar when it comes to our passions. Uh, Maybe it's not that you're necessarily unusually gifted at something, but you find great pleasure in doing it, and yeah. um, uh, yeah, and that's yeah, we've said that before. Like in a lot of the work that I do, um, my my wife will say, "Well, you know, you need to quit working. It's uh, you need to take a break." and depending on what the work is sometimes I'll say well th- I find this work refreshing <laughs> I, yeah I feels better than going out in the yard and you know working in the yard I, I I'm more refreshed by doing my work because I like this kind of work it it charges me up so ideally that's the kind of work you're going to do you're going to yeah. spend your days working at something that you actually enjoy and so it's it's a natural thing uh, conclusion, I think, for us to say, well, if I really enjoy doing this, if God wired me to find pleasure in this kind of thing, then uh, it, God must want me to use that somehow. It's, it's kind of like, for me, I use words a lot. Uh, I, I preach words, teach words. Uh, I write words in books and, and things.
1: But mercifully, you don't sing words. Yeah, so
0: so there's a limit to what pleasure. uh, Now, not that I don't have pleasure in singing, but no one else has pleasure in listening to me (laughs) sing. So, you know, the. uh, So I think, in in one sense, uh, we just kind of conclude well, if I really enjoy this, it must be from God. But, uh, But of course, what you enjoy, there's just a fine line between that and. Sin sometimes sin yeah. is also can appear very enjoyable. Yeah, uh, and so because you enjoy something can't be the only test whether right. it's of God or not. Uh, and because of course we've had people also say, well, when I'm around my administrative assistant, I just feel more joy than when I'm around my wife. So uh, I, you know, God must have given me this love for this other woman. So if God wouldn't give me this love, if He didn't want me to follow through with it. And yeah. of course we hear really crazy, crazy, sinful, uh, self-centered kind of reasoning in, in that regard. But, uh, so that's why you have to be careful, but it is a good, uh, at the same time, as we've said, it you, you want to find a calling, you want to find work to do that you do enjoy. You, you want to invest your life in things that God has gifted you to do. Um, And so that is a great question. So then, well, how do you find that? And And I
1: think it's easy, you know, in in some ways it's easy those things that are obviously sinful, like, well, yeah, we're we're not supposed to do those. But I think so many people do find joy in things that are actually really good and Mm -hmm. uh, very helpful. And you can see many reasons why this would be a good way to go with your life, a a good uh, career to follow. Um, But yeah, not knowing... You know, it's obviously not sinful, and yet, is it is it the right thing to do?
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, a couple of things I'd say, and and again, we we really can't emphasize that enough. Uh, if you're stuck in a job you hate, if you're stuck in a job where it's going nowhere, uh, at least in North America, I, you know, there 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 are places where any job, being a garbage collector, is like a premier job that you you want to pass on to your descendants because there's so few jobs available. But certainly in the West, where there are some options, especially in good economies, uh, to be just stuck doing something you hate, to be in a job where you just live for the weekends or for retirement or your vacation yeah, um, is a sad way to spend the only life that yeah. you have. So, uh, so I, I think certainly it's great to have your eyes open and to be looking and saying and praying, God, um, how have you wired me? How have you gifted me? And... Um, And for instance, I I know people that are natural leaders that now they may be working the shop floor, but whenever there's a problem, everybody goes to them. And if there's something that needs fixing, they go to them or everybody gravitates to them around the lunchroom, uh, because they hold court and, and are fun and thoughtful and everybody likes to be around them. So you go to them and say, listen, I think you need to be in management. We'll, we'll move you up. Uh, and they may not even see it, you know, they're, but they're, they're, they're gifted that way. God's clearly made them a leader, but they may not even see it themselves. And so, uh, I think it is important to know yourself and to know particularly what God's done in your life. How has he gifted you? Are you, do you even know the skills you have that God's given you? Uh, what? So it's certainly not wrong to be self-aware of what God has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to also be careful. You don't jump to any conclusions. Um, and so, You know, something that I think is a great verse is uh, Psalm thirty-seven four, where it says, "If you delight yourself in the Lord, then He will give you the desires of your heart." Yeah. So one of the first things that you can do is begin. If you if you want to know how to find your calling, to find the job God has for you, start by not trying to enjoy your job, but enjoy God. Yeah. Delight yourself in God. And to the point where your walk with God is so rich and full that um, if God never changed your job, your life could be meaningful and joyful because of the walk you have with God. And so I found that the safest way for me to always know that I'm in the right place is to be in the right place with God. If I can be in the right place with God, then the decisions I make about my work and my leadership and relationships, they tend to fall into place. When my walk with God isn't what it should be, then I'm in danger every time I make a decision. So uh, so whenever someone comes and says, well, how can I know if if uh, what I'm doing right now is of God or not? I would just say, well, are you delighting in the Lord? Yeah. When you delight in the Lord, he kind of changes what matters to you. Uh, he gives you his perspective on what matters. He gives you joy in things that you might not have had joy in otherwise. Uh, You know, you might have been a kind of self-centered person, and the only joy you got was in your own success. But as you've delighted yourself in the Lord, he's given you a love for others. And now you actually find great pleasure in building up other people and making them successful. And so delight yourself in the Lord. And that's that's usually your safest um, bulwark, from making mistakes where you just chase after your own pleasure, your own joy. Uh, and, and then another thing is just, again, we, we say this with almost every issue, but, uh, but surround yourself with wise counselors. Uh, just always have people around you that know you well enough. And, and I, I know that in, in all of the major career decisions I've made where I've, I've been offered perhaps a different job, Um, I've always had prayer partners and, and, and accountability groups that I would take that to, And I would say, Hey guys, listen, I've got this opportunity has come along. You know, my heart, you know, how, how faithful I've tried to do a good job where I am. Uh, does this sound like God to you? Or does this sound like I'm just my ego is being stroked at this opportunity, sure. and/or I just think I could make a few more dollars in this job, and so I'm ready to just drop what God's called me to to go do this other thing. Uh, or do you, you, you've watched my walk with God, you've watched my career, you've watched uh, my growth as a leader. Does this seem to be the natural next step that God's taking me to? Um, and, uh, or, and you know, sometimes we can be tempted to. Really covet some job or opportunity, and so we kind of campaign for it, and we po- politic for it, and yeah. and if that's the case, maybe these friends say, "Hey, Richard, you've been campaigning for that job for three years. Uh, that didn't just drop in your lap. You've been working hard to get it, and yeah. so don't don't to credit God for that. You've been pulling out all the stops trying to be the the next candidate." Uh, and so I've always found that there's there's great safety in having people that walk with you so that it's because we our heart is very deceptive. And yeah. if we can convince ourselves uh, some of the most selfish things that we can do. And yet we want to try to give that to God and say, well, look, look what God is giving me. And our friends might say, well, that's not that wasn't yeah. God at all. I uh, mean, kind of just going with that is a, a fourth thing is just um I, I, in my own life, I, I tried to just let, uh, opportunities pursue me. I tried not to pursue opportunities. And again, that's, I'm not saying that that is what everyone should do. I'm not saying that you should never apply for a different job or be watching for it. I just know in my own heart that I could easily just be convinced that if any job was seemed better than the one I was in, that it must be from God. Yeah. And, uh, and so one of, the, one of the ways I guarded myself about that was that I just didn't apply for other jobs. I've, I've never approached people. I never submitted a resume when I saw an opening. Uh, I just always determined I was going to leave that to God. God would have to make that very clear to me. Um, and they would have to approach me and say, we've seen what you've done, where you are. We feel we've been praying. We feel like you're the, the, the best person for this position. I still had to pray it through. I couldn't just take their word for it, but it was kind of another safeguard for me. Yeah. Uh, that I was, I was determined that I was going to find joy in the job that God had given me. And so uh, if I'm in this job right now, then I'm gonna just find joy here. I'm not gonna be constantly looking for something better. And and I'm going to build a life around this job and this calling and these people, yeah. and if God really wants to move me, He can make that clear to me. He can He can speak in a way that is unmistakable. So I'm going to just leave my career in God's hands, and and what I will do is I'm going to try to do the best job I can at whatever I'm doing, yeah. And trust that if God wants to move me, uh, my successful track record where where I am will. Catch people's attention where he wants me to go to. So, um, there are times I'm not, you know, sometimes there might be a great uh, podcast topic sometime, like, you know, how how aggressive or active should you be in building your own career? Yeah. Uh, certainly, you need to be active in doing a good job at whatever God's given you at the moment. That that's certainly you should be 100% in for. Yeah. Um, but keeping your, I, I've just found it's hard for me to do a good job where I am if I've constantly got my eye down on the horizon yeah. of what else might be coming up. And, uh, so I, 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 just feel like you need to be all in wherever you are.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good, uh, a good word. Let's maybe take a quick break here and uh, we'll be right back. This fall, Blackaby Ministries is hosting two spiritual leadership coaching workshops, one in the Atlanta area, and the other is fully online. The focus of these workshops are learning how to ask the right questions to help move people onto God's agenda. The online workshop is September 13th through the 15th, and the in-person workshop is October 21st through the 23rd. To find out more and to register, visit blackabycoaching.org. Links will be in the show notes. Richard, I like what you said about uh, just before the break, being all in where you are, and I I think that's really key is Um, you know, if we're discontented, if we're unhappy in our current position, you know, I I think it's worth figuring out why Mm -hmm. and making sure it's not just because, you know, for whatever dumb reasons you have to be unhappy and, and you're not doing all that you can, uh, to make that work and, and to, to do, um, that job to the best of your ability as unto the Lord. And, uh, but that, that sometimes you know it is a, a true feeling that it is a signal of something else and so maybe just as we uh, as we wrap up here um, what are some other ways that we can sort of parse that uh, our own feelings versus uh, God's calling and and what it is and when it is that God's moving us on to something else
0: yeah I, I well I think another one is obviously just listen to the Holy Spirit's voice uh, the Spirit of God can, very clearly alert you when it's time to move on. And and I've been fortunate because in the in the major job changes I've had, I've always left when things were going well. Yeah. And so I, I, I enjoyed where I was. It, it, it had never been better than when I left. Uh, God has blessed me to, to be able to build things up and make them better. And so after being at a church for a, you know a number of years, the church had never been better than right then. I never had more people that were my friends in the congregation. I was never having more fun. Every Sunday, we never had so much success. And then, then God says, "Move." It's you know, it's it's, it's more much more tempting when things are going difficult uh, and, yeah. and hard. Then it's like, thank you, God, for you know, air dropping me out of this this place and saving me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's sometimes harder is when you really are enjoying what you you're doing and you're not looking for any change, and then the Spirit of God just begins to give you a restlessness to mm-hmm. say, um, I, I I don't know why I wouldn't be content here. Everything's going great, but it, it's just like God's releasing you from that and saying, "Get ready, something else is coming," and so. Um, And and on the flip side, you might be in a hard place and God just doesn't release you. I've shared before about uh, a time when I was at the seminary and I'd really gone through a hard time and I I was not really being treated the way I deserved to be. It wasn't being appreciated. And I kind of in my flesh, I wanted to get out. I was I was I would have happily considered some other offers and, and ultimately I did get a, a, a very serious job offer. Um, but God would not release me. And at the time it would have seemed so much more joyful to be a candidate and, uh, and wooed and, and, uh, starting a honeymoon with an, a new organization. But, uh, but in my flesh, I just had to also realize, um, uh, you know what, it's hard here right now, but I feel like what God wants to do in me and through me is not finished yet. And so it's not about me being happy. It's not about me just simply enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, I, I also have a calling and an assignment. And I need to, even when it's not fun, uh, I need to see this through to the end. And there's there's character building that God's doing sometimes. So, yeah, you know, listen to his voice. And sometimes um, he will release you from a difficult Situation. Sometimes he'll say, "No, let's let's see this one through to the end," and maybe he never moves you, or he, he just helps you make where you are better. Or sometimes he says, "No, finish out uh, your assignment here, and then right on schedule, I'll I'll have the next assignment for you." <clears throat> Another thing too is to watch, of course, is uh, spiritual markers, and we, we we talk about that in uh, in experiencing God, and it's a great I think it's a great tool when considering. Uh, maybe your next assignment. Uh, look and see what, what has God clearly done in your life so far? What has he told you? Uh, what has he shown you? Um, and if another opportunity comes along, is this building upon everything God's put in your heart? Um, sometimes a, a job can seem really attractive. Maybe the pay is better. It's kind of prestigious to be in this position. but it But the job itself does not in any way follow what he's had you do before. And I've I've seen people do this where job after job was following right in a trajectory, just building one upon the next, giving greater skills, more fruitfulness. And then all of a sudden a job opportunity came right out of left field and um, it doesn't follow with anything that they've done. They've never had a passion for that before. They've never shown any interest in that. But it, it, job offer came up and the pay was good, and yeah. maybe it would help them live near their parents or something. And they it strikes your fancy and, and strokes your ego. It's yeah, good, and every, yeah. Every, every you know, and, and everybody has to kind of be careful of that because it's always nice to be wanted. Yeah, and some people can really turn it on and make it sound like you're just the perfect answer to prayer for them, and everything will be wonderful if you After would all, come. After all, it's their
1: job to hire yeah, somebody for that position.
0: Yeah, and then the, you'll you'll help them complete their task, but uh, but you might have been lured away from the the kind of work that God has called you to do, and so yeah. so spiritual markers really help you to keep perspective to say. Well, in my flesh, maybe that looks attractive. uh I could see where that'd be a lot of fun to do that kind of thing, but at the same time, when I consider what God has been building in my life and leading me to do, that's really taking me off track it's not it's not taking me in the same direction and the focus that God's had for my whole life at yeah. this point so that that ought to be a caution um and also i, I look at uh, i also it's it's always good to look at your fruitfulness. What what are the results of what you're doing? And sometimes, uh, you know, we can we can feel like, well, I really I enjoy doing this. Uh, this is fun for me. But when I look around, I'm not seeing much fruit. And and I see people doing this all the time. And maybe it's they're having a good life. Uh, maybe they they love the golf courses there in, around where they live. And Maybe they love hunting and fishing, and and where they live is great for that. But they're actually their work, their calling is. There's not much fruit. There's no results. Yeah. I've I've seen people, their or the organizations they're leading are just withering on the vine. But they're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and say, well, what? you know, I, I mean, I think God wants you to have joy where you are. But uh, sometimes I, I see people that 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 seems to be the leading factor yeah. in their life is where can I just have a lot of fun or where can I live near all my relatives or to the
1: exclusion of everything else?
0: Yeah. yeah. No, my, my church is dying under me or this organization. We were first in our industry when I came here. Now we're six uh, and losing market share continuously. But, uh...
1: I wonder if this is a a common occurrence, um, in the retirement age, yeah you know i i, I yeah. imagine there are a lot of people when they retire they they finally get to do that thing that brings them joy um and yet they don't bear any fruit in retirement and i think yeah. i think you know i don't know it just kind of struck me that that might be one area where that's a danger is, is when you retire you get to do those things that you've been putting off and and yet, there there isn't fruit in retirement, and I think that yeah. and I that's think sort of a sad, well, sad thing. And,
0: and and that reflects well some people view retirement as I, I get to end my job now. You know, I, yeah. I I put in years at my job, at my work, and now uh, I don't have to work anymore. But if you see your life as fulfilling a calling, you don't really retire from a calling. No. you retire from jobs, from work. Uh, but a calling, if God has gifted you to lead, if God has given you skills to solve problems, there's always going to be something else to lead, yeah. so, some other problem to solve.
1: And I wonder even if we're even called to retire from work in, in the sense that, you know, in, in the garden, you know, God put Adam and Eve there to work, right? you know, and I almost think that, that, that work is sort of an intrinsic part of of who we are and, and bringing glory to God and and even our act of worship is is doing the work that he's called us to and so I think that work can change and yeah obviously your your capacities probably uh dwindle over time um, but i don't think that that ceasing from work is necessarily the thing that God ever calls us to but yeah and, and I don't know
0: and I think, and I think that's why we need to find joy in what God calls us to do. Sometimes yeah. we think the joy comes after we're, we're retired, after uh, on the weekend, and you know we. And and so hopefully you can find joy in doing what God's wired you to do and uh, what God's called you to do. And sometimes God calls you to difficult assignments yeah. and to cleaning up messes and dealing with really dysfunctional, broken, sinful people. But someone's got to wade in there and handle that and clean it up. and, uh, and, And God can give you joy with his pleasure upon your life while you embrace a difficult assignment in your life. And I've seen some people in some really hard roles that still had a deep joy because they knew that they were doing what God wired them to do, and yeah. so um joy doesn't come from just everything going your way and getting paid well and everybody appreciating you uh sometimes the joy- the real joy in life comes in having a purpose for your life and making a contribution and not just pursuing your personal pleasure and comfort uh, maybe just one last thing is just there there's several parables that Jesus told of uh talents where. When someone is faithful in a little, then God gives them more. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when someone says, I have this job opportunity, or I've been, I have this opportunity here to, to, to do this, um, one of the questions I might ask is, is it more? Is, it, does this, is, this, you know, is this you just pursuing more money, or is this God giving you more because you were faithful in a little? And I think sometimes there's a big difference. Uh, mm. Some things are just naturally flow from having been faithful in a little. Uh, a lot of management jobs come because you were faithful in a little when you weren't in management. Right. You were a great follower. Now God's going to give you an opportunity to lead. Uh, and so sometimes when someone says, well, I'm trying to decide uh, I have this opportunity. I'm kind of attracted to it, but um, but I want to guard my heart. I don't want to just pursue a job because of the prestige or whatever else, the power, the influence. Uh, one of the questions I just ask is, well, if it's more, if it's, if, if God promised he would give you more, if you're faithful in a little, this may well be the more this, uh, does it just kind of flow from where you've been to where the next natural step is? Uh, is it just a natural consequence of you having just been faithful with what God gave you? Um, cause I, I know people sometimes that, uh, they're content just to stay where they are, but they've been faithful. They've worked hard and they yeah. don't recognize, well, this is what God said he would do. He would give you more. And I know that it might be more responsibility, might mean more travel, might mean uh, more second guessers and critics. But at the same time, that's that's how God kind of operates is yeah. you, you're faithful a little, God gives you more. So that that's a great question that uh, that Braden has asked, and I I think um, you, you it goes we we circle back around to say that the, obviously the safest way uh, to discern whether I'm just pursuing my own ego-driven kind of dreams and ambitions or whether I'm. Uh, following God's will is you just have to keep your heart as close to God as you can yeah. yeah. and trust that our hearts are deceitful. They're deceptive. We're suckers at times for what our heart can package up all kinds of sinful desires and try to put a spiritual spin on it and say, well, just think how much more you could give to God's causes if you were making all this much more money or you had this influence or um, and and so you've got to be able to just say, but in the midst, in the din of these voices of people trying to get me to take this job or to offer me this opportunity, or just my own heart trying to entice me to just to maybe compromise some principles and values to try to get that job, can, am I keeping my heart close enough to God that, that when God begins to do what he promised he would do, which is be a spirit of truth and help us know the truth of this situation, Am I walking closely enough with God? Is my heart uncluttered enough that God can just very clearly say, no, I know you'd like to do that. I know everybody says you'd be good at it, but you're right where I want you to be. And so don't veer to the right or the left. And other times you might feel like, I don't want to leave anywhere. I love this job. I love who I'm working with. And God would say, well, I'm glad that you do. I'm glad you've had this great ride, but I've got more for you to do. And sometimes you leave a good place because your life's not called just to get a comfortable little nest and just stay there year after year. It's, uh, it's to change the world. It's to make the world a better place, to expand God's kingdom, to bring glory to God. And sometimes that means leaving a comfortable place that you enjoy and taking on a harder place, uh, where you also have the means, the platform, uh, to bring more glory to God.
1: Yeah. Well, and if, uh, Brayden, if this didn't fully answer your question, um, Richard has written a couple of books on this, (laughs) and so I'll just mention here at the end, uh, there's a book called When God Speaks, and that's actually an online class that we offer through blackaby.org, and then also Hearing God's Voice is just a great book to pick up on the subject, and I'll leave links to those in the show notes for anyone who's interested in further reading, and so uh, until next time